So welcome to the uh, weekly Connect at Cornerstone podcast. I'm Mike. Um, I'm here today with Larry Van Hoos, who is our Connections leader. How are you doing? Hi. And we are excited to uh, just to, to help uh, share a little bit about what's going on at Cornerstone this week. And it's been a week, uh, another week of changes. Um, we're filming this on Tuesday. So yesterday, the governor announced some, some more changes. Um, and we'll be talking about those in a minute. But I just want to start off today with asking you a question. How are you doing? And, and, and really think about that for a second. And, and, and really, how are you doing? Because I know for many of us, uh, your first answer is, oh, I'm doing all right. It's okay. But I know there's some feelings of anxiousness and worry, uh, stress, uh, feelings of, man, I'm just not sure about what's going to happen, what might happen. Um, and I wish I could reassure you and say, hey, this is not going to be that bad. It's going to be great. But we really don't know at this point what 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 it's going to look like. Um, we do have some uh, some guidance now from the government about what these next 30 days will look like as far as more of the same, as far as uh, isolating and keeping our distance from one another. Um, but I, I, I really... Um, I read something yesterday that kind of stuck in my mind, and it was kind of saying we shouldn't use the term social distancing um, because we really need that social interaction, Absolutely. but we should use physical distance distancing. Um, so there's a there's a difference there mm-hmm. uh, between social distancing and physical distancing. Uh, we need to keep our social connections. Um, there's a verse that was on my mind this morning I wanted to share with you, and it was Galatians 5. And um, that whole passage is about this battle that's uh, in that we're dealing with our flesh and the spirit. Uh, but there's a there's a there's a part of this that talks about the fruit of the spirit. And I want to challenge you if you're here today watching this and wherever you're at, uh, if you're tuning in on on the podcast, if you're watching on our website. Uh, this is what we need to be working on, and it's the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives: love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. And these things may not be easy to um, to deal with if you are not used to having children at home, um, if you're dealing with the struggles at work, uh, if you're uh, worried about your future. But think about this, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If someone were to describe your life, would they use words like this? And I know I'm guilty right now, as many of you are, is when I'm stressed out, the fruit of the Spirit is not what comes into my life. Um, it's the flesh coming out. And so I want to challenge all of us, if we could be um, really just uh, to be extra observant about what's going on and about this battle that's going on behind the scenes between the flesh and the Spirit. Um, and the way we get in step with the Spirit is just to spend time with God. And so we've got a great opportunity to do that, to draw closer to Him. And His Word tells us if we draw close to Him, He'll draw close to us. So, um, You know, actually, the thing that jumps out to me from the Scripture is the very start of it in verse 22. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. And when I, when I hear fruit, I think of fruit on a tree, fruit on a grapevine or something to that effect. But... It's the tree and the vine that's producing the fruit. It's not like the, you know, the fruit's trying to come forth 
You know, it, it's based on what kind of tree it is. And that's why I think Jesus said over and over again to abide in him. And if we just try to be good, if we try to be patient, we try to be faithful, we try to be good, there's all kinds of roadblocks that would sabotage that. But when you said we keep in step with the spirit, I think that's a real big key. Right. You know, we, we need to be really focusing in on him so that the fruit just naturally happens. Right. And that comes from strong roots and strong nutrients, right. which is just staying connected to our, our, our heavenly father. So I, I want to mention last week's sermon a little bit. And so, wow, what a, what a crazy uh, time on Sunday. Um, it was interesting. I think every church in the country was trying live streaming for the first time. Um, so uh, uh, on a lot of the Facebook groups I'm a part of and different uh, communities there, uh, people were talking about having problems really all over the country as far as uh, Facebook <clears throat> struggled with the load and the church online platform and YouTube, everybody. It, it, it was kind of, I loved what I think Tina commented on our, our post uh, man, it's, it's neat to be part of the day that the church broke the internet. Um, so I, I love that that idea that, you know, we had so many people kind of tuning in nationwide, and it's not just Cornerstone, but nationwide, that the internet struggled to keep up. And hopefully this week will be a little bit better. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the live stream, I think, went really well. Uh, the biggest crowd we've ever had. I know there was some stuttering and all, but there were, there were, there, if you go back and watch it now, it, it works fine. Um, it recorded fine. It uploaded fine. So um, I really want to encourage you to, 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 if you didn't get to watch the whole message and the, and the worship time, go back and listen to that this week. Watch it. Uh, you can go to our website at mycornerstone.org. It's up on the website as well, and it's just a sermon on the website. But... Um, I, I just, it was a good spirit Sunday, uh, lots of commenting on the post, lots of sharing. Um, and it just made me realize that we're all in this together. Um, I talked about repentance a little bit and I talked about how we really are dealing with a sin problem and it's a sin problem that goes all the way back to the fall and that the solution to our sin problem is repentance and faith. And then I, I, I described the two kind of definitions for what repentance is and what faith is. And I shared that repentance is a change of heart that leads to a change in behavior. And so I think sometimes we forget that, that when we turn to God, when we are saved, that there is a, it involves repenting from our sin. It involves leaving that old life behind and following after Jesus. And faith is that active trust in God. So uh, if you want to learn more about those things, go back and listen to the message. Um, really think um, in this time, uh, I know we're focusing on what we can do and how we can serve, but we need to look inwardly as well. So, Most of us have a little bit more time on our hands to do that as well. Exactly. If we've got a little extra time, now's the time to, um, to, to, to really uh, work on ourselves and work on our relationship with God. So uh, definitely take advantage of that. Uh, one of the challenges we have uh, with the, the, the limits we have on how many people can interact and be together in the groups and connect um, is how do we connect in a time like this? And so, Larry, do you have any thoughts on how to help people maybe connect in this time? This is kind of, this is your role at Cornerstone, the connections, not to put any pressure on you yeah, or anything. Yeah. But. I, I have had some challenges with that over the last couple of years. And uh, one thing that I have discovered is that people are all different. And, and the things that uh, 
one way you can connect with one family or one person might be completely different than another. And uh, so the only way you can really get past that is just to get to know people and, and especially listen. And I, I've done as much of that as I can. I, I tend to be a talker. And I got that from my mom, so it's her fault, not mine. But uh, seriously, um, when, when you're talking to people, just take take time to listen and let them kind of finish their sentences. And, uh, and like I said, that's not natural for me. I want, I'm want i jumping on to the next thing I'm going to say. But, uh, hey, let's talk to one another. Let's, li- let's listen. Let's assume positive intent, um, whether it's on social media or, or texting especially. All those methods lead to kind of uh, miscommunication. Mike and I, and I actually have had a couple of instances where we would get in a hurry in our conversation. And so we wouldn't spell things out clearly. And we actually had disagreements. And uh, after a few blows, we were fine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, seriously, um, assume positive intent and that we're all trying to move forward and get to know one another. And I mentioned this morning in our staff meeting that uh, we kind of did online, but uh, that this is a great opportunity for us to, to kind of learn communication all over again. Because all of these methods that we have, these social medias and these uh, messaging systems and everything they're just tools but what's really important is is what's in our heart towards one another and you need to get that through i mean just this morning um on the way here i i I had somebody on my heart and so um rather than try any other methods i thought i'm just going to try to call him and see if i can get through and he answered the phone and uh, so we had a good 15 minute conversation and and that was great and i feel so much um better about our his and I's relationship and about how his family's doing. You know, I asked some questions and I listened to what he said and I was I was approaching it from the perspective of how can I help you? What can I do for your family? And you know, when you have that kind of love and care in in your voice and in the things you say, I think people pick up on that. And uh, so anyway, I, I just want to encourage you whether you're whatever method of communication you use, you know, just do it out of love and let God lead you and uh you know, we're, we're going to learn. We're all going to grow. And things have changed a lot, but uh, people are still the same. Don't forget that. Um, I was talking with my parents yesterday. My dad said that he had noticed he hadn't seen one of his neighbors and had tried to call him during the day and couldn't get a hold of him. He kept calling. Finally, that night, he got a hold of him, and he had been out in his shop working. But it was just that type of noticing. I, I haven't seen my neighbor. didn't know how he was doing. I wanted to reach out and call him. That's the type of thing that we all need to be doing is just checking yeah. on each other. And and it's sad that something like this has to be the impetus for us to do this, but it, it it's I think it's going to bring out the best in, it, in all of us. I really do that. I believe that God can use this to help us to really be the church. And it means that for every, if you're a leader here at Cornerstone and you're watching this, and I know many of you are in different, many different areas, uh, this is my challenge to you. How can you reach out to the people under your care? So if you're an elder and you're watching that, and Larry and I are both elders here, uh, we each have uh, care groups that uh, that we, for, for people that are members here at Cornerstone, you're assigned an elder, and your elder should be reaching out to you and checking on you. And, and if you have any issues or problems, please reach out to your elder and let them know uh, so they can be there for you and pray with you and help connect you. Uh, that's one way. If you're a life group leader, um, we've got a lot of life groups. Some of them are meeting. Some of them are holding off. Uh, I want to challenge you uh, to really reach out to the people in your group. Uh, you're not seeing them here on Sunday mornings now because, uh, and you probably won't be for the foreseeable future because of the the governor's latest 30-day 
uh, kind of rule that we have to continue to limit our group meetings for the next 30 days. But if you're a life group leader, will you call? Will you email? Will you text? Will you check on those people that are in your life group? And uh, this is something that we really should have been doing anyway, but I want to really make sure that you, you do everything you can to do that. And it's not just our life group leaders. It's our ministry leaders. We have so many different ministries that are going here at the church and our hospitality team, our security team, our uh, youth ministry team, our children's team, uh, uh, benevolent. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid to even start listening because I know I'm going to leave some out. Uh, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of people that need to communicate with a lot of people. Exactly. And, and every way isn't going to work for everybody. You know, some people would rather get emails. Some people would rather get texts. Some people would rather instant messaging or a phone call. And so uh, let each other know that, you know, what's going to work best. Because the main thing is that we stay connected and that we know how each other are doing and what we can do for one another. If it's just prayer, I, sh- I shouldn't say the word just, but if, it, if it's prayer you need, let, let us know. Let your ministry leaders know. Let your elders know. Let your life group leaders know. The other members in your groups. It's important that we communicate. And I think, you know, it, Larry, you said it, it's going to take a lot of people communicating to a, to a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And that means you may get contacted by multiple people, and that's great. <laughs> that just shows that we're connected. It means that there's also going to be some people that may fall through the cracks. And that's where every single person that's listening or watching can jump in and help. If you know someone that's not in a ministry, if you know someone that's not a member, that but they consider Cornerstone their home, will you help us? reach out to them. Um, over these next few weeks, it's going to be so important that you reach out and really try to communicate with those people and help uh, just check on them, help them to know we're praying for them. And if you can do that, it will really uh, it will really make a difference um, for our church and for our community. So uh, for everyone watching, um, really think about those people that, to help us keep uh, to prevent people from falling through the cracks during this time that we're not meeting in person. There are a lot of ways to get a hold of us as well, you know, on our web page, on Facebook, during the service even, you can say, just let us know that you're there. And, and I mean, that's one neat thing about um, our streaming service as opposed to in person is that it's much more interactive. You can you can ask questions that can, we can answer them that right then or later for sure. And uh, you can make comments. You you can say amens and, and not feel embarrassed at all about it. So feel free to take advantage of those opportunities. And like I say on our website, you can email us. You can reach any one of us. Our, our information is on there if you need to call us. So we encourage you to do that. Um, you know, I guess the, the biggest thing is we're not really worried about the church. We feel like we're going to be fine. But we are concerned that that nobody falls through the cracks and that people's needs are met. And uh, we're... we're we're still kind of trying to figure that out. What's that going to look like? But we know for the next 30 days that it's not going to be like normal, like we've we've seen it before. So we need your help to kind of figure out well, what service to the community going to look like now. What's communication with our members going to look like? It's it's going to be a little bit more probably electronic and less in person. So um, we're asking for your help in those things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think even after all this passes, and we don't know how long that's going to be. It may be 30 days. It may be two months. We really don't know. And that's the uncertainty in this. And I know if you if you like to control things, um, this is going to be a challenge, right? Because this is completely out of our control. But here's what I do know, that even the new normal after all this passes is going to be different. 
Um, it's going to, and we understand that. And uh, I'm personally, I'm excited about the future of the church. Um, I know it may look a little differently, but here's what I know that when the people of God come together, we're going to be all right because we serve a God that does not change. Now, the way we meet may look a little different. It may change. The way we interact may change a little bit, but uh, God is still God. God is still on the throne, and we can still worship him. And we just finished a whole series called Joyful. Joyful. And if you missed that series, go back online and watch it. We went through the book of Philippians, but we talked about how Paul was in uh, in house arrest in Rome under really bad conditions, and yet he wrote a book about joy. And maybe that's a book we all need to go back and read again this week, just those four short chapters, just to remind ourselves um, that God, you know, it still cares about us, um, that even in the midst of suffering, even in the midst of a crazy world, that we can worship with joy. Um, so I'm excited about that. You know, that. I just read that about, I think it was Paul and Barnabas were in prison, and and it was about midnight and they were singing and worshiping to the Lord, and that's when the prison was shaking. I mean, they weren't they weren't discouraged. Yeah. They were they knew where their help came from. Yeah, I think that's in Acts sixteen. If you want to go back and look at that, the neat passage there. A couple of ways that we will th- a couple of tools that I'll mention today. Um, one is Zoom. Uh, I know our several of our life groups are using that. Our youth ministry used that Sunday night. They had a really fun time in our youth meeting. It was an online youth meeting. They did a, a, a online scavenger hunt. So they actually had a, to do a scavenger hunt inside their homes and bring stuff back to show each other. But they could all see each other. Really neat. And the, what did that look like a little bit? Was it like Hollywood Squares where everybody was in Yeah. Little... And so the way Zoom works, it's really neat. You can log in from your phone, your tablet, your computer. Um, you can do audio only or you can do video. And when you share the video, you actually see little squares of everybody. And and so if you're starting a, a Zoom video, uh, uh, the way this works is it's free uh, for up to 100 people at one time, up to 40 minutes. And so a lot of people are taking advantage of this. A lot of the schools are using it. But um, it's really easy to use. You schedule a meeting. Um, and you send out that link to everybody to, to join in. And so when they click on that link, it will uh, open up the app, bring them to that page, and they'll be part of the meeting then that you can share. You can even share your computer screen if you're sitting at a computer. So if you've got that to share, so if you have uh, something you want to share with a group, you can do that. Really neat, but um, it works easy. Um, so if you don't have the Zoom app on your phone or tablet, you may want to go ahead and install that because I think we'll be using that even more for some of our meetings, uh, some of our staff meetings, uh, leadership meetings. We're, we're, we're moving them online as well. Um, and it'll only be 40 minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> and 40 minutes long. And, and here's a little tip. Uh, I'll just share this with you. When you hit your 40 minutes, the stream ends automatically. So it's done. But if you go back and click on the exact same link, you can start another 40 minutes. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, so you don't get out that easy. So, but it works really cool. So um, if you've got questions about that for our life groups, that's a good way. Um, you can do a Facebook live, but the problem with Facebook live, you don't get to see everybody else and you don't, they don't get to talk with zoom. Everyone can talk and everyone can hear each other. Everyone can see each other. Really amazing technology. So uh, really cool to use. Um, so you do have to groom yourself a little bit before. A you... little bit, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and remember that other people can see you 
Uh, there's a, a few memes and a few videos going around where people have forgotten that, and that's all I'm going to share about that. But it's kind of funny. Uh, and then one other thing I'll mention, another tool, is we were in the middle when all this kind of happened of switching from uh, church teams, which was our church management or church database software, to planning center. Uh, and so the last week, two weeks, we've been right in the middle of switching this whole database over. Uh, over a thousand people in our database were transferred over, uh, and we're trying to. And it's going to be everything from children's check-in, which obviously we're not doing right now, but our life groups will be using this new platform. So if you're a life group leader. Uh, or you're a tender here at Cornerstone, uh, you may see some of the emails you receive look a little differently because they'll be coming from a new platform. Um, and we'll be sharing with our ministry leaders, our life group leaders, like how we schedule volunteers, things like that. We'll, we'll start looking a little differently. But it's a good time right now uh, for us to make this switch. So we're really excited about the new opportunities it's going to give us to to connect and to uh, to be able to 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 see, kind of get an overview of how people are serving, and uh, I'm I'm just uh, it's it's really uh, it's really going to be better for us as a church. It, it is. It's you know I I've only touched on it a few days now. I, I've been tinkering around in it, but it's just so much more user friendly the whole system, and so things are going to be better. And and it's actually enabled us to cut cost a little bit on that side of the the database platform and, and how we communicate with one another, the records that we keep and things like that. So we're excited about it and uh, you'll be touched by it a little bit, especially the, the ministry team leaders and the life group leaders, but just know that it's, it's a cost savings and it's going to help us to do our jobs better. And one final thing I wanted to share. Uh, we've gone a little long today, but hope thanks for sticking in there and hanging in this long. You've heard a lot the last week or two. You've seen a lot posted about, uh, moving online for worship and for groups. And that's been an important uh, transition that we've had to make and we needed to make uh, uh, just to get everybody on board, help everybody know how to stay connected during this time. But there's an even more important transition we've got to make now. And that is how do we continue to be the church in a time of fear and uncertainty and a time of sickness and disease? Um, we're going to have some opportunities uh, to really be the church over these next few weeks and months. And I hope, I pray that this virus doesn't really take hold here in, in the mountains where we are, but the reality is there's a very high chance that it will. And if it does, that means that there's going to be more pressing problems than how does our live stream look on Sunday morning. Uh, it's going to be how can we reach out and help people when people are hurting, when our healthcare workers are overwhelmed, when um, people are scared to leave their homes, when people are hungry and don't have food. That's the that's the real crisis we're facing, and we're not there yet. We're several weeks out, and and hopefully with some of these measures that we see taking place, that this the spread of this will be contained. But when you look at Italy and what's happened. You look at New York and what's happened in Washington State and California. Um, what we're seeing is uh, much, much worse than anything we've experienced so far. And so um, the real crisis is yet to come. And so I want you to be in prayer and to join me in prayer. How can we really be the church? How can we reach out? How can we help our community? And we don't know what the, the biggest needs will be, but we know they're going to be some large needs. 
And so I want to challenge you during this time, one, to pray. That's the most important thing we can do. Secondly, we stay connected so we can get word out and share opportunities to serve and to share needs. Third, I want to ask that you continue to support the church through your online through your giving. And uh, we've mentioned this before, but you can mail your checks, P.O. Box 757, uh, Galax, Virginia 24333, or uh, you can utilize Tidely, which is the platform we use for online giving. There's an app. You can go to our website, uh, mycornerstone.org slash give. We'll take you right to it. Um, but really, this is such a time that we foresee a very large need for people needing help in our community. Um, There's something that came to my mind while you were talking, um, and this is this is an original with me. I, I, I actually I heard this another pastor talking about this, but he said that Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And a lot of people say, "Hey, look, Jesus is the way. This is the way you got to go," and we embrace that, and that's the reason why we're here. And then. Um, we hear that Jesus is the truth and we come on Sundays and we go to the Bible studies and we learn the truths about Jesus. We do our own private studies. But then the last element of that, I think a lot of people, I don't want to say drop the ball, but we're not as ready to embrace. And that's when Jesus says, I am the life. And he wants us to walk with him every day in every moment of our lives. He, he actually is, he's God. So he's got the ability to be with all of us at the same time and to be intimate and to be in relationship with us. And he wants us to walk in his life so he can produce this fruit in our lives. And as far as the community service and, and how that looks, we're, we're learning with you all what that's going to look like. And we're eager to hear what you think it might look like. But let's take what we've learned, what we know, and apply it to our lives and let God apply it to our lives. And, and it'll be impactful. It'll be different than what we're used to, but it, it, it'll be strong. So thanks for joining in today. Uh, if you have any ideas about how we can reach out to our community, let us know at ideas at mycornerstone.org. Send us an email there. Um, um, we really, um, over these next few weeks, things are going to look a little different. Uh, we'll know a lot more about what to expect as we see how everything takes shape over these next few weeks. And I just challenge all of us, let's, um, let's let God lead us. Let's let God sustain us and let, let's uh, let God empower us to do the work of the ministry that he's called us to do. And as we read in scripture, let's not do weary in doing what is good because in due time we'll reap the harvest. And that's my prayer for you guys today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, check back next week and, and learn more about how to connect at Cornerstone. Don't forget we're praying for you. Amen.